one of the scariest interactions in our recovery relationships is the sharing of the fifth step. But what are some of those things that we need to be aware of and think about in the receiving of the fifth step and in the sharing of the fifth step? Today, we're going to talk about it. Well, welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official Podcast. This is a podcast where we share life change stories, your courage, hope, and leadership wisdom, all centered around the Celebrate Recovery principles based on the Beatitudes where Jesus helps us. He equips us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even our broken relationships so that we can walk in freedom fullness of life as he died for us to live. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery. Hey, welcome to our podcast. So grateful for all of our listeners. Thank you for the the ratings you're giving us. It it helps us to reach uh, more people and uh, excited for our guests today. Uh, you've you've uh, heard and seen them in conferences and, and different trainings we've had across the, the globe. Uh, so I've got two uh, special strong women. I'm a little bit intimidated by the strength of these two women uh, on this podcast, but I know you're going to get a lot out of this. Jenny Baker, who is the co-global executive director of Celebrate Recovery, and Mary Owen, the national training director of Celebrate Recovery. Welcome, ladies. Hey, I'm glad to be Hello. Me too. Hello. Well, Jenny, why don't you introduce yourself and then Mary, I'll let you introduce yourself. Great. Hi, my name is Jenny and I'm a grateful believer and I struggle with codependency and I'm an adult child of family dysfunction. Hey, Jenny. Hey. Hello. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with codependency. My name is Mary. Hey, Mary. Mary. So glad y'all are here. And, uh, and you guys really bring a lot to this ministry. And I know a lot of people just uh, love you to death and, and appreciate your wisdom and the nuggets that you share. And uh, we've been talking about this uh, topic of the fifth step. And, and it's interesting to think about the fifth step is basically if you're new to recovery, uh, it's basically where we're taking a, the moral inventory that we've worked so hard to write out and now we're going to share it with a trusted, and that's a key thing, trusted person, uh, a sponsor, which is a fancy word for a mentor in recovery circles, uh, so that we can just be rid ourselves of that and learn and grow through that to learn from those past mistakes. But but I'd love to start with this, um, and I don't care who goes uh, first, maybe we can flip a coin, but thinking about some of those um, those horror stories, right? It's like we we tend to make the fifth step, and, and especially our black and white people, man, you tell me I'm supposed to do this, and how do I take it to the next level? And we've seen that even, it makes me think of guidelines, right? No crosstalk. Well, and that means maybe we need to make no tissue. You can't hand somebody a tissue. That's that's for another podcast, but but it does speak to how... We can take something that is a beautiful privilege and responsibility, and we can we can a little bit overcomplicate it. So, I'd love to kind of hear what are some of those um, those nightmare stories. Maybe it have happened to you, or maybe you've heard of other people share with you through the years 
Um, how many years, Jenny, you've been doing this? Is it nine? Uh, nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine years. Yeah. And Mary, you've been how many years? Oh my goodness. Well, we've been in recovery, Mac and I, for 35 years goodness gracious. and celebrate recovery. I, I'm not even sure of those, <laughs> uh, at least half of that. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're over 40 years of experience just between you two ladies. And so I would imagine you've heard some some stories of things that went wrong, and you kind of go, Ugh, "Why? What? Why did? Why, why did that happen?" But what are some of those things that you've heard that where we've kind of overcomplicated things? Um, well, I can tell an experience um, that I had along the way, and I can tell you that when I did my um, when I did one of my fifth steps, let's put it this way. When I did one of my fifth steps, um, I was still nervous. I was so scared because the fourth and the fifth step, in my mind, I keep them attached. I mean, I know they're two separate steps, but you have to do your fourth. You can't do the fifth unless, you, unless you've done the fourth. It's, you know, it's impossible. So I was scared to do my fourth step because I was so afraid I would do it wrong, especially being Johnny's wife mm. and being the founder, the co-founder's daughter-in-law. I was like, mm. I'm going to be, I'm going to really embarrass myself if I don't do this and I'll embarrass them. So I had this fear that I was going to do it wrong, which is that perfectionism that I struggle with mm. and that I was going to embarrass them in the process. And so the fifth step, um, not only was I afraid of that, but I was also afraid of sharing shame, mm. sharing, um, past hurt, um, reliving past hurt, um, having to face it all again. I mean, I faced it, writing it down my fourth step, but then again, facing it again, when you tell it, tell somebody else in your fifth step. So those were some of my fears going into it. And, um, the person who listened to my fifth step at the end, what I needed was, um, thank you for sharing that with me. Great job. Mm. And a hug maybe if you're comfortable giving that and that would have done a lot for me, a hug and just, I'm really proud of you. That, that was really hard. And thank you for what a privilege to let me hear this. Um, instead what I got was, okay, that was good, but here's maybe you didn't hit this Mm. and here's maybe you didn't hit this and here's maybe you didn't hit this. And it, what it did is it played right into that fear of you did it wrong. Mm. which was my fear. So it validated that fear that I had of you're going to do this wrong. And I went and I deflated. So after this big, hard process, instead of walking away, feeling proud, I deflated. And it was like, Oh man, yeah, just what I said. I didn't do it right. Um, and there were some other things that it gets a little bit worse. I won't yeah. go into the details, <laughs> but, um, but all that to say that I, I walked away and went, okay, that was, I never want to do that to somebody. I, I never want somebody to feel that way after I sit with them and hear their fifth step. Yeah. It's important. I think it's, it's good. Um, kind of my just staying curious about, I wonder what that, that sponsor what was going through their head and heart? And that might be good even for our listeners. Maybe they're about to listen to their first, fifth step. And what are some of the lies that they're believing? And it makes me curious, Mm. you know, what were they thinking in their heart that would maybe create a response that would say that there's gotta be more, you gotta do this. And, you know, it makes me curious. I wonder, just as we're kind of spitballing a little bit here, what, what do you think? It makes me kind of think that perfectionistic and the pressure we put on ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, 
what do you think the sponsor, what's going through their heart that they would, it feels like you kind of got dropped. Is that a good word? You just kind of got dropped in that space? Uh, well, um, it felt, it, it, hmm. I, I think I, I like the way you put it. I liked how you said that I felt the need to be perfect in giving it and yeah. There could have, the person listening could have felt this perfection, this need to be perfect in in listening to it, and what their responsibility, what their perceived responsibility is in listening to the fifth step. So you're right. I've never thought about it that way, um, but yeah. you're right. That thinking back on it, it's like, oh, I wonder what she felt her responsibility was exactly in that in yeah. that role. Um, and I think something we can hit on, we don't have to hit on this very second, but I do want to hit on it is that not everybody is going to have a sponsor to listen to their fifth step. Yes. Ideally we, we like you to have a sponsor by this point, but sometimes people have a hard time finding sponsors. Um, and so sometimes I like what you said. The key is finding somebody that you trust. Yeah. Um, it's in that mentor role in your life that can listen. And then, and then sitting down and talking about what the responsibilities are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, and Mary want to hear from you I think the, um, yeah, it makes me wonder, you know, we tend to do that with anything, right? You're going to be a leader now. It's like, we look at the job description and it's like, oh, but there's gotta be more that that's can't be enough. Even thinking about the way we facilitate, we talk about you're a, you're a leader, but you're really a facilitator. You're facilitating the group as you participate in the group, right? But there can be pressures like, well, that can't be enough. I mean, they're coming to me with this stuff and they trusted me. They respect me. So maybe I've got to be able to deliver something that that fe- that will make them walk away feeling impacted, right? Because I had all this vast wisdom and they just poured their heart out. And now I've got to, I've got to have a comeback. And if I don't have a comeback, what does that say about me, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mary, for you, um, as we were talking earlier, you haven't had any, any bad experiences, um, uh, personally, but what does that, what are your expectations for, maybe we start with, um, the, the one who is a sponsor, what would what, sponsor? What, oh yeah. What would be the expectations if I'm a sponsor and I'm about to go into here a fifth step what, what are some practical things that you're sharing with them to set that up so that we don't uh, put a uh, put someone in a bad experience situation? What would be some of those things? Okay, well, first of all, thank you. And uh, I like Jenny was saying, I I don't think there is not one single person on this earth that's not nervous when they're fixing to share their fifth step. Yeah. You know, it's just, well, just writing your fourth step, you know, that's just a hard thing. And so you're just, you know, I I want to be perfect writing it. But then I realized later that really I couldn't even come up with all of it that first time. I mean, God did not even bring it to my mind. It, it took several step studies before, you know, now 35 years later, I still have things to work on. So you're not going to all get it in in the first time anyway. Mm-hmm. But on a sponsor's end, I, I kind of I talk about them as speaker and listener. 
instead of sponsor and sponsee, because you'll sometimes it's not your sponsor that listens to your fifth step. So I'll call them the speaker and the listener. But when I think about being the speaker or the sponsee, it is such an honor when somebody asks me to listen to their fifth step. Mm. So I like to prepare myself for that time because that is going to be a holy time in that listener's life, or if it's my sponsee, because they're going to share all their deepest hurts with me. And so to prepare for that occasion, the most important thing, which I know you already know what it is, is to start praying for the person who's mm. going to share their moral inventory with you. And, um, you know, the speaker or the sponsor has most likely spent months, weeks of hard work thinking back over all the years. And they've shed so many tears remembering back while writing their inventory. And they're probably anxious about having to share it all mm. out loud. And now they've chosen you for a reason to listen to it. Wow! So this is a huge honor that we're getting to do. And we're not therapists. We're not counselors. We're just going to listen. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, that person so well for them to ask you that they've already shared a lot of their life with you. And they trust you that what you're going to share with them, their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets will be safe. Mm. So. This is such a powerful time. So the most important thing that uh, the speaker, the listener can do is pray, mm. pray and get ready to be still and to listen, not think about what you're going to say next back to them when they get done. Or if you know of something else that they've done in their past and they left it out of their inventory and, you know, that's not the time to bring that up. You know, maybe yeah. bring it up later. You'll circle back around a week or so later and say, did you think of anything else that um, has come to mind since you shared? Yeah. And just see what they have to say about that. You know, just I give them that. time because God is working on their hearts, you know, not not me yeah. as a listener. Well, and I love that you said that, um, you know, just kind of making space for what how hard is that? And I mean, again, we just said 40 plus years between the two of you of recovery and maybe even kind of leaning into that. What was that like for you? I mean, cause that is a big deal, right? To, to be able to come into this space and what the enemy has convinced us for years to keep hidden, which shame grows in silence. So all this shame has grown inside of me and I finally came to that realization, okay, it's time. And how scary that is, even though you know it's time and even though you trust this person, you think maybe, right, could I? And you're kind of this curious posture, but how hard that was for you, the two of you to even consider taking this important step and what was going through your heart uh, to do that. Scary. <laughs> It yes. is I mean, what was going through our heart to take the step to share our fifth yeah. steps. Yeah. I think that what was going through my heart was I'm kind of desperate to feel better. I'm desperate for the healing. Um, how I have done things in the past, that's not working anymore. And I'm in such a pace of a place of pain that I'm willing to do the work to make the change. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's one of those things, Johnny says it a lot, and um, I'm sure you all have said it as well, that trust, 
trust the process. And it may not feel good. It may not always make sense. It may not make sense by sitting down with somebody and telling them your deepest, darkest shame and secrets (laughs) is how that's going to help. That may not make sense. And it's not about needing to rationalize it to make that decision. It's about just trusting and then seeing that's the importance of being in community in this process, right? Especially with people who are in recovery is that they can tell you it works. Mm. I promise you it works, especially with Jesus as our healer, it works. And so um, that's what it is. It was just the choice to trust, even though I was terrified because I was desperate for healing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Me too, Jenny, you know, talking about, talking about secrets, you know, what, no one in our church shared their secrets. You know, we all came to church on Sunday morning, like everything was perfect and didn't think anybody else had any secrets. And still we got in Celebrate Recovery and saw that everybody had a hurt, hang up or habit. But to share those secrets, you know, that was kind of scary at first to want to do that. But it made me, and what Jenny said about trust in the process. Mm. Yes. It makes me think of James 5, 16 too. confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I would have to tell myself that over and over. I am going to find healing if I say this out loud to somebody. I've said it to God, but I need to say it to another person too. Mm. And so that gave me hope that when I did this, I was going to be better, feel better inside. Yeah, that's great. Well, I want to take a quick break right here. We're having a great conversation with Mary Owen and Jenny Baker, just talking about the fifth step and in the importance of uh, allowing uh, someone into that space and the the right ways of doing that as a, as the uh, listener or the speaker and the wrong ways of doing that. So we'll continue the conversation after a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Celebrate Recovery leaders, I want to talk to you for just a second. Maybe you've established a foundation through the powerful and effective proven seven keys of Celebrate Recovery. And now it's time to go deeper as you build on that foundation through advanced training in-person conferences. We're so excited to meet in person with you. We've got our winter and spring locations on the website. Uh, Just go to crconferences.com and we hope to see you in person very soon for the advanced training. Welcome back. Uh, Having a great conversation around the fifth step and, and, uh, I want to I want to kind of go here ladies t- talking about um just what that experience was like when when someone did uh, meet you in that space what were the things that you were seeing in the 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 listener uh what what what, what was happening that that set that experience up for a win personally as you think back to your your fifth step uh, experience. What were some of those those fruits of what you saw in your sponsors? You were sharing that. Um, I think I love active listening. Um, I love when people personally, and everybody maybe has a little bit different preference, but I love it when people are nodding along with me. Um, I, I, nothing is more encouraging than nodding along with me, and you know, smiling or if I, you know, laughing. Mm. Um, 
just, it lets me know, I don't need verbal interaction back. Um, I just want to know that you're, that you're in it with me, that you're tracking with me and that, um, also it's validating. Um, even if I say something, if I were to share something hard and they go, "Mm," you know, or just make a face it that is validating it's like oh yeah ouch that would hurt you know um so active listening made a huge difference for Mm. me as the person giving my fifth step yeah yeah that's so good and it makes me think too as the listener um, we need to make sure that we're in a spot where we have the emotional equity maybe physically Mm. we're going to be available and present if I come in and I'm just exhausted going on very little sleep, I'm not going to be fully present with you, right, as you're sharing. And that's probably probably not good for the one that's about to open their heart, right? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point, Rodney. Yeah. That, that's, so, that's so true because, um, you know, a, a fifth step can take one to two hours. And so they got the... Listeners got to be on their game, you know. My, I didn't have a sponsor at that first point because when we first started Celebrate Recovery, nobody had sponsors. So mm. we're either having to be each other's or I had a pastor's wife that uh, listened to my fifth step. And she was so precious. I mean, I just loved her so much. And I just saw Jesus in her mm. eyes. I, I trusted her. She had such kindness and love, and she was supportive of Celebrate Recovery. So that meant a lot to me. And like Jenny said, her body language, you know, her facial expression, she would lean into me when I talked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just never felt judgment toward me. There was no negative reactions like, oh, you know, like putting her hand over her mouth, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you just said that. No, she never did any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, Instead, it, it was just kindness. Yes. And and yeah, it, it was just good. I felt good. Yeah. Through the whole time. You know, it makes me think and it's important for our listeners to know in Celebrate Recovery, we ask that you have, you know, a sponsor of the same gender. Right. We need that's important. And that, that's something I know that some traditional meetings may not require that. But we we feel like that's a safe experience. Right. We want to keep you in a safe experience. So but it, but in that scenario, just the visual for me, just thinking about when Jesus is meeting um, the woman, the adulterous woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, we're gender specific, but this the, the relationship dynamic. Right. She's, she's got all this shame that she's bringing to him. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and just the posture of loving her in that. And it's interesting, even the people around her are ready to throw stones at her. Right. And it it makes Mm -hmm. me think just the, we almost assume because we've lived with the shame for so long that you're not going to love me anymore. Once you hear what I'm about to tell you, you're probably going to think different of me. We probably Mm -hmm. won't be as close and mm-hmm. and heaven forbid mm-hmm. you would throw some emotional stones at me, so to speak. But but that mm-hmm. posture when you were talking about that, Mary, just the posture of she was Jesus with skin on. And we can imagine, mm-hmm. I can take my heart there. It's like, what would Jesus's face be looking like when mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. sharing hard stuff, right? Um that's so important, isn't it? Yes. 
So good. Yes. That's so good. Um, it's funny when you talk about, I, if I'm, if I'm struggle with perfectionism here, um, and we've talked about this, right. If I'm going to be listening to a fifth step, I would want, okay, what is my responsibility then? What is my, um, and I think to, to figure that out, it's like, what is the point of a fist up, right? So there are two, there's the listener and then there's the speaker. And so what's my, my role as the listener and my role is to listen. And just as you said, be Jesus with skin on, you know, to, to be present emotionally and physically with them to listen. And I would say that's it. Mm. I know that, um, and some people might push back on this a little bit with, yeah, but if I'm their sponsor, shouldn't I be taking notes? Mm. Um, so I can give them feedback. And I would say, please don't, please don't be taking notes because here's somebody that I know that a lot of people, when they talk about, when they write their fourth step, they write it, they share it, and then they burn it Mm. because they're that scared of somebody finding it. Um, Or they want to burn it for symbolic reasons. But, you know, but I know people have their fourth steps under lock and key, you know, they, they just don't want it getting out and it's taking everything in them just to share it with you. Yeah. And so if you take notes on it, then you are making a copy in a sense of their fourth step. Cause they don't know what you're writing down mm. um, and taking it out of their control of who gets to hear their story now. So now you've got a bit of their story that you have promised to keep anonymous, but they don't know what you're going to do with that list. And so I would say, please don't write anything down. And the other thing is when you're writing, you're not listening, mm. right? If you're writing, you, right. you're not listening. And so exactly. I, I would say, I, I would just, please just be present yeah. and just and listen and listen. And if you're a sponsor, you know, and you know, I feel like that's a whole other discussion. Like if you're the sponsor, what's your responsibility coming out of it? But I would say, what's your responsibility for listening to a fifth step? It's to listen. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. That's good. You know, there is a place, right? I mean, if we're seeing uh, repeated patterns in an inventory, you know, it always ends up my part is I blow up in rage, right? You know, as Mm -hmm. we're looking at these things, you know, we're talking about who hurt me, what do they do, what was the damage and the effect. And then this is my part. I turn to this as a coping strategy or a defense or a protection or whatever, and we need to understand the the patterns and maybe it's some shame messages that we're hearing. And so there is a, there's some great follow-up in the relationship building with sponsor, sponsee uh, to circle back to that. It's like, oh yeah, I've seen that pattern. You, that sounds familiar. Do you remember when that happened with this? And, and it's good kind of sharpening, isn't it? But it's just so good. I love what you said, Jenny. It's really, this is kind of sacred ground here. And it can feel like, can this, is this really enough? But don't undervalue the weight of just being a good listener, right? Yes. I want to add to that what Jenny's saying too is that the speaker needs to see, you know, talking about writing it down and everything. What they see us doing that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they think that we're distracted. Mm. And so I I feel like we need I need to keep my eyes on the speaker as they're speaking to let them know that I'm interested in every word that they're sharing. Mm. And um, 
you know, not shifting in my seat, make sure my phone's on silent, nothing that could possibly be misinterpreted that, you know, I'd rather, I'm wondering if she'd rather be somewhere else than be here with me. She's just tired or something, you know, and you really got to spend a lot of energy to listen to a fifth step. I mean, even though you're listening, it takes a lot of emotional energy. And another thing to have with you on the table is have a box of Kleenex on the table (laughs) because (laughs) that's nice. I know there was one time when I gave mine and there was no Kleenex around. So I was using my shirt. (laughs) <laughs> to dry my tears. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, just stay. We got to stay totally focused on their eyes with no judgment whatsoever, no uh, matter what they say. That's so good. And it makes me think I mean, have you ever been in a conversation and it just feels like the person has checked out? And we're just talking about simple conversations, right? It's like I'm telling you the story and it just feels like. Your eyes just glazed over. Where did you go? (laughs) And what that does to our nervous system, right? It says, oh my gosh, maybe this is too much for them. Maybe they're judging me. Maybe they don't really love and care for me. Maybe, and what it does is it begins to shut down thoughts. It shuts down emotion. And then we actually rob the person of the spiritual godly experience of confessing to another person. So even eye con- I love that you said that, Mary, eye contact. Am I engaged? Like this is my daughter telling me that she's bleeding because there is, they're bleeding, right? Emotionally they're bleeding. And if, if we just kind of looked at someone bleeding, go, yeah, you, it'll stop bleeding eventually. Kind of a, kind of a thing. It's like, ugh. That just feels cruel, right? And and I think that's yeah. just important just to feel the weight of that. Not that it's our job to fix them, but God has called you to this divine appointment for a reason. And you get to be a part of another human being's uh, healing and recovery experience. What a privilege to be able to just listen in that space, isn't it? It is. And I love... I love what you said earlier Um, to anybody who's going to listen to a fifth step. Don't undervalue, don't undervalue the importance of just being a good listener, the power of just being a good listener. I think that is, it's easy to go. Is that enough? Like you've been saying, is that enough? Is that enough? But please don't undervalue the power of just being a good listener listener. And we've talked a lot about the fifth step, but we've not actually said the fifth step. So I just want to say what the fifth step yeah, is. Please the fifth do. Reads, as we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs, period. <laughs> it doesn't say we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs so that they can tell us or so that they can point out to us or so that they can. It ends with we admitted to God to ourselves and to someone that we trust the exact nature of our wrongs. I just want to release anybody from feeling like that is their job. And you just said this, Rodney, that it's their job to fix. I think sometimes there can be an immense responsibility on sponsors that, that I'm in charge of their recovery, especially if you struggle with any kind of codependency Yeah, because you love your sponsors Mm -hmm. and you want to help them. And so it's just, Mm -hmm. Ah, release that yeah. you're not to not on your shoulders to fix anybody. Yeah. 
Well, Mary, you said something earlier, and I want to come back to it because I think it's so important. The perfectionistic, because that's one of my struggles too. I'm, I'm in recovery and doing recovering well, struggling well, but but it is still something there. And I think to, to the people, and I've heard Johnny say this at conferences, a recent conference, um, you're not going to do it perfect, right? And I think it's so good to just to be mindful that I think sometimes God will bring to memory things that he knows we're going to be able to handle right now. And, and he will reveal new things when we're ready. And so that tolerance for pain, I love that, that window of tolerance thing. This is what I can tolerate. And I love the loving father says, I'm going to bring this to memory right now. And as we dig at that, then he exposes new things and maybe the next go around, he says, Oh, remember this, remember this. And doesn't mean my first inventory was a failure, but but now I'm ready to handle this. And he, he did a couple of significant things for me and my own recovery with forgiveness and amends to my mom. But, but that's such, I'm love that you said that Mary, just uh, holding on to that space, just whatever comes to your mind and heart, write it down and then share it. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, Rodney. I'm telling I think there's a verse in the Bible that says something about we're a work in progress until Jesus comes back. <laughs> you know, so we're not gonna check off the list when we do our fifth step. So okay, I'm done with that now. I, I I'm recovered and I'm gonna move on now. I'm something else. No, it's it's gonna be a lifelong process. Mm. So that's comforting in a way because I I thought at my first fourth and fifth step that I did, I thought, man, I got to get everything out, right? You know, everything. I was afraid I was going to leave something out and I wanted to be honest, you know, with myself, but you know, it wasn't, it didn't all come out in that first one because evidently my heart wasn't ready to deal with that yet. You know, my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this went by so fast, but I want to, I want to get some thoughts from you as we wrap up here. What, if somebody's in the middle of, again, either side of the fence on this, whatever you feel led, uh, they're wanting to, they're getting ready to share this, this stuff that they've written down, uh, or maybe they're getting ready to receive that. What would be a word of encouragement that you would give either side or both, whatever you feel comfortable with, uh, that you would give an encouragement? How would you, what would you speak to their heart in this space as they venture into this sacred space we call the fifth step? Mary, why don't you go first? Okay. All right. Well, I would say for you, the, for the person that's going to write in their fourth step and going to share their fifth step, you are going to feel so much freedom now in the days to come once mm. you do this. You're going to keep growing more and more healthy in your recovery because of this huge task. It's a monumental task that you're going to accomplish, but it is going to be so healing to you. And so I just say, don't give up. Mm. You know, believe that James 5, 16, that when you confess your sins to one another and pray for each other, you may be healed. Mm. That's what's going to happen. You're going to be healed and it's going to be awesome. I love that. (laughs) That's good stuff, Mary. What about you, Jenny? Um, I would say if you're getting ready to give it for the first time, um, I feel all that fear. I have been there. I've been there. I've been there. I second everything Mary just said. It is worth it. 
It is absolutely worth it. And you're going to feel better on the other side of it. And my other thing I would say is um, do your best and let that be good enough. Mm. Walk out proud of yourself for what you're able to do. Um, And if you're able to conquer, you know, just, uh, just a little bit of it, be proud of the little bit that you're able to conquer. I just don't expect perfection out of yourself. Um, you know, invite, invite God into the process, the Holy spirit. He will guide you. He will guide you. I promise you, he will guide you and he will protect you and he will come for you and he will take care of you through the entire process. But, um, be proud of yourself when you're done because it's a really hard thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And if you're on the receiving end, um, yeah, don't undervalue the weight of what you're doing. And, and, You know, sometimes when somebody's sharing, a lot of emotion can come up on one event or one thing that happened. Don't feel like you have to rush through that. Sit with that for a minute. If they need to gather themselves, they need a hug, they need to feel your hand on their hand, whatever that is, even just saying, hey, you're doing a great job. Take your time. I'm here with you. I see you. This is hard. Um, and maybe if, if you've got somebody with as messed up life as I have, you know, one sitting didn't do it. I needed to break it up into two and that's okay. Don't feel like you have mm-hmm. to do a six hour. We're going to get through this. And I don't know if I could sit through six hours of sharing my, <laughs> all my junk, but we've referenced that, that, uh, James five sixteen a couple times. And I just want to kind of close with this thought. You know, the therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Anytime we see that word therefore, it's there for a reason. And it's interesting to back up a few verses. Why is that therefore, therefore? In verse 13, it says, is anyone, and I think this speaks to our mission in this fifth step listening, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, this is the key, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. I love that. The Lord will raise them up. The Lord will raise them up. We don't have to raise them up. Yes. If, if, they, ha- if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, (laughs) confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other. Why? So that you may be healed. And that's such a good, that kind of takes the pressure off. It's like, just pray for them. Mm -hmm. Love them. The Lord is the one that's going to raise them up. The Lord is the one who's going to forgive them. The Lord is the one that's going to make the sick well. And that just takes a lot of pressure off. But what a cool thing that he invites us into that experience that we get to be a part of witnessing life change literally happening right before our eyes. That's a pretty cool, cool thing to be a part of, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Absolutely. it is. Oh, such a blessing. Yeah. Well, any anybody that has a privilege to to be on the uh, the receiving end of your sponsored leadership, um, I know that they are blessed. You two are godly women, and I know you bless a lot of people. But thanks for for sharing your wisdom and your hearts with us today. I know our listeners got a lot. I've got a lot out of this, and 
And it will help me just to equip me a little bit better as I go to my next fifth step with a sponsee. So love you ladies. And thanks so much for your wisdom. Love you too. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Love you. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you. Yeah. Well, Hey, thanks for, for joining us today. Um, I know uh, this road we call recovery can be hard. But if you're in the middle of this process and you got some stuff and the enemy's trying to convince you that um, you just need to keep that to yourself and it's just made you sick, can I just encourage you, stop listening to those lies. Invite somebody into your pain, your struggles, uh, the, the lies that you've been believing so that you can ultimately begin walking in truth and living out new healthy practices that Jesus calls us to. Hey, we're so grateful. If you want to join us on this road we call recovery, go to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash groups. Find a group near you. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Until then, God bless you.